Welcome to episode 48 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 Podcast. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome to episode 48. This is very exciting. We've been... Uh... We've gone astray yeah. for a little bit, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? What happened? What happened, man? Oh, my gosh. You know, the crazy thing is with all this COVID running around, we had something called a cold. Yes. <laughs> this, we had a lot. Let yep. me just say, it wasn't just that. Okay, Gabe and I were both ill yes. at the same time yes. with sore throats and cold-like symptoms. And, of course, we panicked. Oh, I yeah. got a strep test yep. and COVID test yep. and stuff. And neither of us have those no. things. Okay. But also, there is water coming from the sky. Oh, it's crazy, people. We were set to record actually a week ago, and my power was out oh. for like a day. Right. So we had so legitimate like excuses. Yes. We have legitimate excuses. But listen, we missed you all. We are back. It's 2023. There is a lot to talk about. Happy, happy new year. Happy new year to all. And wait, wait, wait. Before, before what? you yes, go what? on, yes. I have to. I yes. have an admission for you. And uh, I know you hold me in high regard. But, very. But I want to tell you what didn't happen 47 years ago. Oh, 48, baby. Uh, no, 47. Oh, what didn't happen 47? 47. It, I'm confused, it, it, man. Wa it wasn't 1975. It was 1976. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> are you saying that all the facts from our last episode yes. were wrong? Yes. So what, 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 I, what I'm saying now is that I've got double. No. I've got double the fun. I'm. Oh, I'm, no. I'm going to mention a few things. I feel terrible, but it was funny because I was going <laughs> this through. This is amazing. I was looking everything up, and I go, "Gosh, this sounds familiar." But this, <laughs> this is familiar. what's happened here. Oh no! It, Nobody caught it. No one caught Nobody it. Nobody caught it. Yeah. Thank mm, you, everyone. Interesting. Yeah. That was a test, listeners. Yes. You could have won a Leica M3. <laughs> That's right. But nobody caught it. Mint condition. <laughs> oh yes. That's right. So let me tell you oh, a couple babe. different things that happened. In uh, what year again? I'm gonna say I'm gonna start with a couple from 1975, and then I'll give you a couple from. But wait, it's a different. It's a different year now. So 48 yeah. years. It's to 75. Ago. Yeah, 75. Okay. I promise. Well, that's okay. Oh, well, I, I see what but, you're doing. I see what you're doing. It yes. still doesn't work. No, no. The reason. Okay, we didn't screw up, is what I'm saying. Okay, good. We of didn't course screw we didn't. up. It's that the year has changed. Yeah. We didn't take that into oh, account. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That the year went plus one. Thank and you. so did our episode number. I take that everything back. I take everything back. I did we nothing. We are flawless. Wrong. That's yeah. why Thank you. You know, it was unfair to offer that Leica M3 because it wasn't a fair content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people. Here's what happened in nineteen seventy. Right. I'm just gonna give you some nineteen seventy five stuff, okay? Please do. Clearly it was uh, a banner year. <laughs> clearly it was a banner year. Okay, first of all. In 1975, Yashica moved away from the M42 mount and adopted their Yashica Context bayonet mount. Oh, big. Interesting. Big. The K mount was introduced by Pentax in 1975 Huge. with their line of K series bodies, of course. Yes. Gigantic. Here's one for you. Yes. The electric zip. What? Come on. Look this up I don't right know what now. That is. Oh, yes, you do. The electric the zip. The electric zip. In a range of colors was produced. It started in 1975. You've never seen it? The electric zip. It's a bike? No, no. No. Look, what? look up the electric zip. Of course, but now at this point, I'm Electric like, zip camera. 
Oh, I've never seen this. You're kidding. <gasps> I'm so excited. This. Well, it looks like it's a Polaroid. It looks like yes. a square shooter. Oh, my gosh. With I'm Type so 88 excited. film. It even uses yeah. the same film. Yeah. Wow. How cool That's is that? That's an ugly camera. But it came in many colors. <laughs> it did. <laughs> wow. Okay, man. Um, All right. The original, the original M645 appeared in 75. What? Yep. The Leica? No. The, oh, no, no, no. The not uh, Mamiya. Mamiya. And there was a first look on the cover of one of the photography magazines. I believe it was Modern Photography that said... Canon's new F2 110 pocket camera. Oh, so my beloved, no one will buy it, 110 ED20, <laughs> that is when it originates. 48 years ago. Yeah. Amazing. No, that, that, Amazing. Was, that was actually, yes, 48, 49, what, what, however we're doing it. However we're doing Two it. Two things in 76, <laughs> Canon AE1. Yes. Canon we talked AE1. about that. Huge, huge. And, By the way, we haven't mentioned this in a while, yes. but the sound that your iPhone makes when you oh, take right, a picture, right, right. that's so cool. Is the Canon AE one? That is my favorite trivia. That is very, very fantastic cool. trivia question. Um, yes. Last thing is that in 1976, yes. Kodak introduced the world to the first instant camera, the EK4. Do you remember oh, this? Their first instant camera. Yeah. Have you seen it? Those are some uh, ugly, ugly, ugly mofos. Yeah. <laughs> they are so ugly and ungainly. Remember, they had a crank. Yeah. The lower end models had a hand crank, mm-hmm. which was so tacky. Oh, my gosh. Like, your SX-70 had a motor, and it was yeah, slim, it was cool. and it had leather. These Kodak things <laughs> were hideous. Hideous. And, of course, they were the subject of the largest patent settlement of all time, $1 billion. There you which go. still was not enough to bail out Polaroid oh Corporation. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. You're now back in our very organized uh, show business yes. atmosphere. Let's run down what's going to happen in today's episode. Ooh. It's a bumper crop. Have we ever said that before? No, but I think it's it, a I, bumper crop. It is a bumper crop. Okay. Yes. We have an astounding mailbag. Oh. It is beyond prodigious. I don't know what the next level up, like if there were a Pokemon called Prodigious, right. I don't know what it would evolve right. into okay. that is bigger and badder than prodigious, <laughs> but it is beyond. Right. Okay. We have some subjects we're going to cover and then. In the back half of today's show, I am forcing Gabe to talk about the Minox. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We are going to talk about Minox sub-miniature cameras, something that has only been glancingly discussed on this podcast because it is one-twelfth of a cookie. Yes. One-twelfth. One-twelfth. For those math geniuses out there like your brother. Yes, I worked it out. Yeah. And Gabe can't stand them. Though you said, I think you said you might have one. Anyway, we are going to talk about the Minox sub-miniatures in the back half of today's show. But first, wait. <laughs> do we do the topics first or the mailbag first? It's been a while, Gabe. What do we do? You know what? I th- Why don't we do the topics first? Okay. Why not? Look at us. Okay, Look here at us. Go. Smooth here we go. We're changing it up. Sandpaper. You yes. never know what's going to happen on the Smash Hit podcast, <laughs> I Dream of Cameras. Right. Okay. The biggest thing, the biggest event. We won the Sunny Award for Best Sunny 16 Presents Podcast. Soundbite there. I don't know what. It's going to be a great I mean, soundbite, just so you know. You're going to find the best. I know you're going to find something cool there. I'm so excited. I, yeah, I, we'll go in the Fred archives and we see want what a music sunny. We want a sunny. We want a sunny. First of all, I want to thank everyone, yeah. the legions who voted for us, okay? 
I also want to say, with all humility, we deserved this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We, no, first of all, here's what I want to we say. We are in a category with lovely people, and we, uh, we, are. we love them Listen, all. Our siblings, or should I say our former siblings, because we got kicked out of the orphanage. Right. We got it, right? We got right. adopted. Right. Okay? So we have moved on from the orphanage. They are still, this is the worst metaphor I've ever come up with. Here it comes. But anyway, our siblings yes. at Sunny 16 Presents, great content there. We love what they're doing. So many great shows. We are delighted to have received this award and move on securing the knowledge we can never receive it again. Wait, wait, what? Wait a minute. Because we're not a Sunny 16 Presents show Oh my anymore. gosh, we're not going to be a two-time Sunny Award winning duo? No. Oh, no. Okay. This is one and only, okay? One and only. Hmm. And anyway, sincerely, thank you to everybody who voted. This show would not exist right. without Sunny 16 Presents. Had they not created this channel for user-generated content, you would not have these two nincompoops in your ears right now. Hooray. <laughs> Exactly. Wherever you're driving, whether you're listening at home, you would uh, you would just have blank air. Exactly. I want to ask, I feel like, before we move back to me, because I have other news <laughs> to report, did you not go on a trip? You went on a trip, did you not? Yes, I Wasn't thought that we, part of the reason? I, we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't mention that? We didn't mention anything about this trip? I don't think I, we talked about your latest New York trip. And whether anything worthy occurred, I can always cut well, this here, segment. Here's what I think. If we did, then we're just having fun and we're old and I don't care. Okay. Right? Let's yes. pretend it never happened. I don't believe you talked about okay, it right. since December 15th, which was, uh, wasn't that our last episode? Yes. yes. You're right. Since December 15th, there you, you have been. I have been Talk to, to me, New York man. City. I went to New York City and it was an absolutely amazing trick. It was eight degrees. Let's start with that. Eight. Eight. It was kind of cold. It was really cold. I was bundled up the whole time. Every time yes. I took the camera out, it was as if it was like glued <laughs> to my hand. Oh, so man. I'd be forced But I got yes. some great stuff, uh, hopefully in Central Park. Walked around, uh, went to B&H, and uh, I had a really uh, nice time looking at their used apartment. And what was unusual is they had a lot of used Leica film cameras at the time. Wow. So they're like, like three M's or four. M3, or M4. Or screw mount. Uh, M's. Wow. I know, I know, because I was very shocked. Interesting. I looked up there and I was like, wow, this is really great. I did look at the bags and I did see mm. one that I wanted and then walked away and? quickly. <laughs> I just said, this makes no sense. I go and make no sense in my bag. But the problem is this, and now I understand it, okay? When I go to New York, yes. I'm only bringing a few cameras. So in my mind, my mind's telling me like, oh man, I only have two cameras. I mean, there's some over there. Maybe I should buy another camera. So I pretend that that's all that I own in these two yes. cameras. And then I open myself up for possibly buying something else. But I did not. I'm just stunned that you didn't. Why is it that when I travel, yeah. I buy these big ticket items? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the most expensive cameras I have ever bought have been bought on trips to London. You know what to be the and most dangerous you, thing is you and I in New York what? at the same time, just so you know. Well, this is probably coming up. You and I yes. are talking about this. We are talking about a New York trip yep. in the next month, yep. which is something I need to speak to you about off mic. But it could happen, and we could fuel each other's addiction. Is that the problem? Yeah, it's we an could addiction. Thank you. We could fuel each other's addiction. Right. Absolutely. Right. Okay, so no cameras were purchased and no 
bags were purchased. What is wrong that's with you, That's the man? first time ever. Ever. Wow. Okay. Um, well, that's a big thing. But it was great. It was, uh, you know, went to Cafe Reggio, and it, just, it, it was just such a New York thing, and you're just going, I just love this place. There you go. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you where I did not go. Yes. I did not go to Antarctica. <gasps> Gosh, now, I told you you had to. I know. Many people did. Yeah. Okay. Just to provide some background for this, I have mentioned my former summer camp photography teacher, Richard, who got me into photography when I was eight years old. He is now a naturalist who gives tours of the Galapagos Islands and Antarctica. His last trip, or one of his last trips, is going on in three days. He leaves on January 18th. I was going to go on this trip and... I have a new job, which is going to be taking me through the next couple of months. Yep. And so I am not available. And I had gone through the process of application and so forth. And now I am not going. There are other emotional reasons that I could cite why I didn't make the trip, but I'm going to skip those. I am just going to put it out there to the photographers in our audience or the civilians. Right. Have you been and is it worth it? And don't just tell me penguins are cute. Right. I have always heard that this is one of the supreme photographic destinations on the planet, along with like the Kalahari. Right. Okay. But I want to hear from you guys. Is it worth it? Okay. Gabe, you have not been. I I would have gone if you went with me, man. That would have been really cool. But I was busy. uh, I was busy being in front of the camera for the first time, which is bizarre. That's all I can say. That is another thing we did, guys. Yeah. I mean, you may have seen the photograph. Yeah. The behind the scenes. Everyone thought that we were doing I Dream of Cameras, and that was yeah. our show. But we are, we, that uh, is in the works, just so you know. It's in the works. Yep. This was, we did a dry run yep. for the I Dream of Cameras television series, which will be on a major broadcast network yes, soon. Will. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Here's another big thing that happened, and this is important because this follows on the events of episodes 45, 46, and 47. The KEH guys came to town. Oh, yes, they did. I unloaded a lot of gear. A lot of gear. The two gentlemen, John and Richard, who are buyers for KEH, who I believe are based in Los Angeles but travel around the West buying cameras, did a buying event at Sammy's Cameras in Pasadena, and I brought a number of my big-ticket items, including, Gabe, the coveted, 90 millimeter Sumatron. Oh my goodness. Still in the box. Oh my goodness. Because guys, you had your chance. Yeah. Okay? You had your chance. And so I sold that and a great deal of other gear. They wrote me a check. They also wrote me a credit at Sammy's. What? Oh no, I just heard them laughing. I'm sorry. Go on, go on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's out in the world. That's what we love. It's out in the world. Okay. The main thing is These cameras have been released back into the bloodstream. And you know what? I did have a pang. Okay. I did have a pang parting with some of these things. But I, and my shelves are somewhat denuded. (laughs) Somewhat. You know what that means? Time to buy more stuff. But the way I have rationalized this is with the help of the I Dream of Cameras partisans who purchased some of my gear, plus the sale to KEH, I have paid for the X-Pan. That is the best news ever. It really is. That is absolutely fantastic. I love it. I feel wonderful. Yep. I feel wonderful because I recycled. Yeah. Okay? I have a camera I adore, and all of that gear is back in the bloodstream for other photographers to use. And KEH, I've said this many times, is a 
camera dealer that we believe in and we like them. And we this do. Is not, we're not getting paid for this no. yet. <laughs> okay. But um, but I feel very good about that decision. Lastly, wait, it lastly. Yes. Lastly, yes. my M6 went down, but that's just sad news. Okay. Just What's so going know. on with the M6? You told so me the about meter, this. What is the problem? You actually gave and... me a little, some advice, but the meter went down. I cleaned the contacts. Yeah. And this is the M6 Classic. And that was it. Nothing. It's oh. just no good. So I had to bring it to our doctor. And yes, he, and and he is uh, he is with it right now. I have not heard anything. Wow. Okay. Well, he can do it, man. Okay. If anyone can do it, he I can believe. Do it. I do uh, still have a lot of gear. Okay. There were a lot of things I did not bring. Okay. There they do not want one ten or Polaroid cameras, right. for example. And there were a couple of things that I was on the borderline about. The Leica M3, the Pentax 6x7, the Robot Royal that you made me keep, the Rectiflex that I'm hanging on to for now. They are on probation, though. Right. You know, I want to say, and I don't know if I mentioned this in any of our Marine Icondo episodes, when I import photos into the Mac Photos app, I put them in a folder with the name of the camera and the film and so forth. So I realized it is very easy for me to find the last time I used a camera. Oh, that's Very really cool. So, for example, I have a Petri Color 35, a black one, okay? It's absolutely beautiful, and that is a very desirable camera. But I looked back. I have not shot with it in four years. Hmm. I sold it. Wow. Right? Yeah. That is a wonderful camera someone is going to love. I am using the Roly 35 instead. There yeah. you go. There you go. Okay. All right. Anyway, so those are our adventures. Now, guys, since it has been a month... Since oh, our last oh my episode. Goodness. As I said, the mailbag is beyond. Yes. So we are going to institute <laughs> the one sentence per email protocol that is often deployed in extreme emergencies for our beyond prodigious <laughs> mailbag. Are you ready? I am so ready. I can't wait. Because we are going to speed through this, baby. And I just want to say in advance. No disrespect is meant to any of the people no. who send us beautiful emails love your and emails. beautiful photos. We love these conversations. We read and digest every syllable, even when you praise us, which you know we don't want. <laughs> it has Only to stop. praise us on the iTunes reviews, okay? But just know we appreciate you. So when I choose one sentence of your deathless prose, it is not a slight. It is done with love. Here we go. Devin Bacon wrote to us with some astounding photographs, okay? <laughs> I am just going to frame this just to give it context. So I'm not going to read every sentence, but he was describing a trip to Tokyo, and he was talking about he and his wife bought camera gear there. Here is the sentence. <laughs> oh, boy. There was no way we were going to fit everything we bought. I briefly considered throwing away most of the clothes I brought with me, but cooler heads prevailed. Found myself thinking, what would Gabe do? The answer was obvious. Add another bag to the collection. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Someone after ah! my own heart. Oh, yep. that's the best thing ever. Absolutely. Fantastic. Guess what? You know what? You know what creates more room? Another bag. Another bag. There you go. Devin. Thank you for writing. Next up, Nico Ghirlando, e Italiano, Nico Ghirlando, <laughs> chiming in on the pronunciation of Nikon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read one sentence. I heard that Nikon Japan said the correct way is 
phonetically spelling here, Nikon. But they are also happy for people to say Nikon in third place or Nikon, rhyming with kick-on. So you know what, gang? Nikon don't care. As long as you're Why buying them. should I? All right. Look, I, you, every time yes. I'm in another country, it's Nikon. That's all I hear. Or, mm. or I, I have heard in Canada, Nikon. So, yes. I, you know, I'm sure there are smarter people that can tell us. I you're take all my wrong. cues from Paul Simon, baby. Oh, there you go. That's true. Yes, you do. That's it. On we go. Yes, you do. Tim Floyd, our dear friend Tim Floyd, says the proper pronunciation is with neither a long nor a short I. It's a contraction of the original company name, Nippon Kogaku. So it's pronounced Nikon. I get you, Tim. I get you. Right. Right. Okay. Jacob McHenry, subject line, Bradford Washburn and an entire museum dedicated to mountain photography. The subject line is what I'm reading, okay? He's tipping us to an amazing photographer named Bradford Washburn and an incredible museum called the Lumen Museum of Mountain Photography. Google is your friend, gang. Yeah. Jacob, thank you for the tip. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, on we go. David Ortega wrote us a masterpiece with many, many beautiful suggestions and reactions. I am reading one sentence, okay? Pirateship.com is a great resource for getting cheap shipping costs. What? He's talking about for people who sell not through eBay, like right. Facebook or Reddit. Right. Pirateship.com. Uh, tells you how to ship something the cheapest. Never Isn't heard that of interesting? it. I'm so excited. That's Never great. heard of it? Check it out, guys. As I said, a rainbow of wonderful yes. tips from David, but we are speeding. <laughs> On we go. Jeff Pittman says, for selling camera gear, one sentence. He says, in the last several years, I've been using a local Thousand Oaks firm, Pop Flash Photo. Do you know Pop Flash Photo at popflash.com? Uh, no, but I'm going to go there. Thousand Oaks is not that far from us. No. Gabe, are you looking this up right now? I am, I'm just I'm just staring going they they charge 20%. They list yes, the this gear. Yes, something he points out. And they do all the work. Guess what I love about them? They do all yes, the work. They do all the work. <laughs> They're like an eBay listing service. Is that right? They don't have a brick and mortar store? I don't know. I'm just excited. Okay. We're going to look into this. Mr. Pittman, thank you for writing. That's a writing. great one, yeah. Jim Melcher wrote in. Okay. He gave us a lengthy description of his process for selling things on eBay, which he does, okay? I'm going to read one line. Do an advanced search for the item, finding sold prices, and from there I price my item near the bottom of the range. So smart. Right there. Excellent tip. Don't look at the high end. Don't even look at the middle end. Yeah. Okay? Look at the low end. Jim, thank you for this tip. Thank you for these instructions. We appreciate it. Next up, Roberto Martinez, <laughs> who is across the role on Instagram, said, Last podcast, you were asking about places people buy or sell cameras. My choice is the subreddit r slash photo market. Another thing I've never what? used. I'm, I, now I got to check that out. Have you ever sold on Reddit? Nope, checking that out. Okay, phenomenal tip from Roberto. Next. <laughs> uh -oh. Martin McPherson. <laughs> People miss when I don't do it. It's, okay. all, it's also a new year, so you're able to start off like that. I, yeah. It's a new year. Yeah. Okay, he's Audioper on Instagram. I always want to clue people into that, okay? We love Martin, okay? 
This is the one sentence I am going to read. Here it comes. Have you heard Rico slash Pentax's announcement? The goal of releasing new film cameras. Yes. Gabe. Okay. Reaction. Here's the deal. My reaction yes. was was going through the roof. Like I was so excited and I go, oh, here they go. This is going to be it. Finally, one company is going to realize that all these kids and all these people who want to get back into film photography need a camera. And all they have right. to do is remanufacture one of their cameras. It doesn't matter. Look what people are buying. They're buying anything. They're buying, you know, instant ones. They're buying anything that anyone puts out. It's If you had a solid, great camera that's new, I think people yes. go, but that was affordable. You know, these are all things that are very, very doable right now. I was so excited. And then I read further, like yes. maybe a couple oh, days maybe. more, yes. Yes, that, exactly. well, they're talking. It just was like a lot of what I call the frumping. Like it didn't seem like What's there was mean? a solid, like the solid plan. It was frumping. It was like vamping. It was like, you know, well, they're going to do this and I don't know. And the, so I was very, um, I think their plan is to do it. But there's no, it doesn't seem like there's, okay, we are going to remanufacture this camera and it's going to come out in a year. Gabe, you have completely captured the exact ride that I went on. It's as frustrating. Well. Yeah. Because the, the problem is the way this was reported was Pentax is making new film cameras. Right. And all of us got these visions that the K2000 is going to come out. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, you look a little closer and you go, oh, they are starting to recruit people and do research about whether there is a market for such things. They are going to see about maybe adding an engineer or two. I mean, guys, this is vaporware. Right. I don't know about whether this is a bid for relevance from Rico Pentax. Okay, I I welcome it because anything that gets people talking about film cameras and convinces this company that there is a pent-up desire for such things is great. But we knew this 15 years ago. Yeah. We knew 15 years ago there was pent-up desire. My problem is that if, even if this is the moonshot of moonshots, they are, let me do the bluest sky in the world. They are five years from releasing this thing. Yeah. At least. But let's say it's five. Think of, guys, how different the camera market was five years ago. Yeah. Like, how will they even price this thing? Look what Leica just did. They got our, us all excited about a new M6, and then it comes out, and it's $5,600. Yeah. Nothing changed. No. Nothing changed. So if you were to discover, let's do a thought experiment, Gabe. If they decided, remember there was all this like hullabaloo at one point that Ford was going to start remanufacturing the 66 Mustang? Mm -hmm. Well, would you buy a brand new 66 Mustang if it rolled off the assembly line? Or would you buy a 2023 Mustang that goes twice as fast and has Bluetooth? Right. Right. I don't know if I would treasure a brand new K1000 that works exactly the same as much as I would treasure one that had some history on it. You know, and then people picked up on that article, you know, and the most encouraging part of that article, I don't know if you read the original one. The original one was that they were saying that their own research showed that 20% of camera owners also own a film camera. That's a lot of people. Great. That's great. So, you know, 
I, I think you would jump on that and say, when you saw the reaction of everyone freaking out and writing them and calling them and they would just go, let's, let's do it. That seems like the way to go, but we yeah. don't know yet. Yeah. I think also there's just the, the basic matter of, okay, what's the price of this thing? Yeah. Because for your brand new film shooter, okay, the people that we are always trying to reach with this podcast, which is Tessa, the 22-year-old graduate student at UT Austin. Right. She cannot pay more than $150 or $200 for a new camera. She can't. Right. She's a 22-year-old graduate student. She's going to have to ask her parents for money. Nobody wants a K1000 that costs $600. No. Look, I do not want to be Captain Come Down. I never want to be that. But I would just say, let's say that this is wonderfully encouraging and let's give them all the love and validation, but let's like, you know, slow our roll a little or, bit. Or, yes. or press them and say, yeah. look, dude, there's a lot of people here that want to know. We'd love to know what you're thinking. I mean, the, the easiest and readiest analogy is what the Impossible Project did right. with Polaroid film. But they bought machines that manufactured Polaroid film, and then they reverse engineered a chemical process, which is challenging right. and amazing. But that's so much simpler than making a new K1000. Yeah. Much simpler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On we go. Anyway, Martin, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Obviously, it is one of the hottest topics of the last month, and we, listen, I'm a, an eternal optimist. Right. Next up, Ron Hoffer. Oh, love this guy. Incredible photographer. Sent us a beautiful, beautiful email talking about his trip to Sicily. Actually, it was a four-week trip to Rome and southern Italy. And he talks about various camera shops that he discovered and cameras he bought. I'm going to read one sentence. I picked up a gorgeous fully functional Franca Solita 3 6x6 folder, which I loaded with Ilford Delta 100. This was at a shop right. called Cine Photo in Sicily. Do you know this camera? I feel like Franca Solitas keep cropping up on this podcast. I don't know anything about them. Do you? No. No. 6x6 folder. Hmm. Well, anyway. He said that the Instagram for this guy who showed him these cameras is Ivano Bellino, Ivano underscore Bellino. I alerted him. You might mention his shop on your podcast. We did. Absolutely. All right, on we go. Tom Northenskold said, I've had great experiences moving film gear on the hashtag Believe in Film Community on Twitter. What? I've Okay, this is crazy. Okay. Believe in film community? I'm writing that down. The hashtag believe in film on Twitter. I'm going to talk about Twitter in a minute. I'm not on it anymore. But that is stunning. Tom is big on Twitter. He's very big on the Twitter. Interesting. God, never would have thought of that. Believe Thank you. In, yeah, okay. Apropos of Twitter, Paul Friday wrote in to share a thread on Twitter, which you also shared with me, Gabe. Isabel Baldwin mm -hmm. shared a thread called Famous Photos and the Cameras They Were Shot On. You remember Sam sharing that, this with love me? Love that thread. Fascinating. Guys, Twitter is a cesspool. I'll talk about why in a minute. But <laughs> this is a great gift that Isabel gave us. Please look up that thread. It's incredible. I find it delightful to see the cameras that famous photos were taken with. Our friend Alan Perez. One sentence. How about an episode about books about photography 
and about photographers. And he mentions his Life Library of Photography series. I have it and I'm looking at mine right now. We've talked a little bit about books on this show, yeah. but should we do a book show, guys? Do you want a book show? That might be interesting. Okay, so we will bookmark that for future use. Michael Dodds, chiming in for the first time, regarding our question, do you care about I Dream of Cameras on Twitter, which we asked several episodes back. He said, yes, please. Sorry I'm late. Catching up on missed episodes. I'm just going to say, first person singular, I don't work for Elon Musk. Okay, I got off Twitter at the end of October. I think the place is getting wrecked. I think it was a beautiful, chaotic marketplace of ideas. Now it is, I'm just not going to finish that sentence. Oh, wow. I just don't like it. Are you on Twitter, Gabe? I am on Twitter. I don't look at it. Like when I, I, only, I, I'm, when I mean I I'm don't look at it, I can't tell you the last time I was on there. Oh, I yeah. don't. I, nope. I'm sorry. I do. It was because Fauda was coming back. And, oh, okay. And I said something ridiculous to them like, uh, what's that show about? Is that still about the kittens that come back and losing their way home or something like that? It's been that long since I've seen it. But yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So sorry, Michael, to disappoint you, but I don't think I Dream of Cameras will be much of a presence on Twitter no. unless things change at that organization. Next, I am going to read this whole email. You know why I'm making an exception? Because I want to encourage more women to write in. Okay? Yes. And this is Michelle LeMay. That's Michelle with two L's, L-E-M-A-Y. Okay? I'm going to read her whole email. For the prodigious mailbag. Greetings. I recently discovered your podcast and have very much been enjoying it. Thank you for your time and effort in producing it. You are welcome, Michelle. I'd also like to thank you for greatly diminishing the egregiousness of my camera buying habit in my husband's eyes. I only have 14 cameras, 12 film and two digital. This seemed like extreme excess to him until I described your collection. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. She goes on. I write today in response to your question in the last episode about pushing film. I push color all the time. Oh, wow. I really like the look of Portra 800 exposed at 400 and push to stop. I also like Portra 160 rated at 320 and push to stop. And finally, I've tried rating 400H at 200 and pushing a stop, but I didn't love it. My 400H stores are dwindling, pour a sip on the concrete for my favorite film, and I plan to expose the rest the best way. Overexpose the I don't use curse words on this podcast, but overexpose the S word out of it by rating at 160 and developing normal, it is pastel perfection, le sigh. I don't have as much experience with black and white film, but I can tell you HP5 pushes really well. One more thought. If you're going to pronounce it Nikon instead of Nikon, so do I. Shouldn't you be also saying Roly instead of Roli? I mean, let's just embrace our Americanizations. Keep up the great work. Best, Michelle LeMay, a woman. I love that. Beautiful email. Yep. Beautiful email. Thank you. On we go. Brian McDonald! <laughs> I am going to read one sentence, okay? He said, <laughs> in unrelated trivia news, I was in Long Beach in 2017 to present at a conference and I stayed on the floating hotel, the Queen Mary. I found Long Beach very strange and hard to tap into. Right. What would you say about this slight against your hometown, Gabe? I would say that you were at the wrong place. That's what I said. <laughs> I'd, I, would, I would literally drive you personally down to Sweet Jill's on 2nd Street 
Just so you can smell the aroma Great bakery. of those cinnamon buns. Cinnamon buns. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yep. All right, Brian. But he does say next, you know, he he was if he said, oh, I was there again, I'd buy you lunch. Yeah. Oh, I okay. Like that. Well, come on out here, Brian. Michael Carnell, who is a Brit based in Charleston, South Carolina. He works for Just British Online Motoring Magazine. Oh, wow. Okay, you love that magazine. Yeah. You know, I almost bought an MGB until I discovered that a six foot seven inch Jewish man cannot fit into that car. Um, <laughs> well, he Michael, could. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna throw this out there, Michael. I maybe have not mentioned this on this podcast lately, but I have a 1966 Volvo 122S. Wow. So not a British vintage car, but an, a vintage car nonetheless. I am going to read one sentence. How do you find camera shows, Gabe? How do you find camera shows? This is so depressing. It's so. Depressing. There are no camera shows out here. It's very sad. And, you know, there is, you know, the big Pasadena show. I was just talking to people about this. It really needs to come back, but it's not. You don't see any information about it on their site. It just says waiting for further information, which it seems like this is the perfect time to do it. And and they have all those vendors. Yeah, I know. It seems like it's a license to print money if they would just spin this thing up again. I was at the Norton Simon Museum today across from the Elks Lodge where they used to hold this incredible camera show. And I just sighed. Very sad. How do we find camera shows? We only had two, you know, and they seem to have vanished. And and, and in Uh, fact, I'm on the site right now. It says on hiatus. Yes. Our bargain camera show events are currently on hiatus. And there's no, there's nothing. There's not, there's just old pictures. I don't get it. It's so, yeah, very sad. like, what could it take? I've tried to get in touch with them so we could try and put it on, but. Yeah, I know. No we information. Do yeah. We'll keep trying. And if we get more information, Michael, we will let you know. Yeah. Alan Perez pointed us to an article on uprocks.com. That's uprocks with two X's about East LA film shop. Guys, we covered this. Yeah. We got there before. We love East L.A. Film Shop. Gabe, I don't think you've been there yet, I have right? not been there yet. We have got to take a field trip. I love these guys. They're a great film shop and a great and burgeoning vintage camera dealer. Thank you for pointing that out. We got an email from a guy with a phenomenal name. Lachlan Fish. That? F-Y-S-H. Lachlan Fish. He's in Melbourne. I'm not going to do my Australian <laughs> accent. It came out once and it that was worked. It. But anyway, I'm going to read... <laughs> I'm going to read one sentence. He said, episode idea. I'd like to hear some more emulsion discussion. Film shortages have got me coming back to Superior Extra, and I'm even learning to like Ektar. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't do as much experimenting with emulsions these days because we have the same problem. Yep. Okay, we have the same problem, which is shortages. But let's do this, guys. Let's solicit from you. What are your favorite film stocks? Let's hear about it. And maybe we can be a clearinghouse and talk about information. Lachlan, by the way, followed up to say that on Instagram, he is Lachlan Fish, L-A-C-H-L-A-N-F-Y-S-H. Thank you for writing, Lachlan. And finally, the gentleman who viciously slammed us for mispronouncing Nikon yes. actually identified himself. His name is Peter Lovstrom. That is with slashes through both of the O's. That is complicated. That's all I can say. He's got a lot of slashes. Anyway, he says he's still a fan. Thank you, Peter, for writing. Gabe, guess what? What? That 
closes the Beyond Prodigious <laughs> mailbag. Oh, wow. Thank you to everyone who wrote. Again, we love you all. We're going to return to a normal release schedule now in 2023. Please email us. Our email address is idreamofcameras at gmail.com. Yes. Are you ready for the next exciting turn of the wheel? Goodness. Okay, here we go. The time has come to speak of Minox. I don't want you to tell me it's pronounced Minox. I'm over that. (laughs) It's a miniature camera made of OX, which is the abbreviation for stainless steel. I want to believe that that's how it got its name. So we're going to go with that. It was invented by Walter Zapp, an eccentric Latvian inventor. And his first camera was, I have one, the Riga Minox, which was made in Riga, Latvia. This uses a 9.5 millimeter diagonal negative. That's 8 millimeters by 11 millimeters, one twelfth of a cookie. Ask me some questions, Gabe. (laughs) Okay, first of all, why, why? Did he invent it? I'm serious. Like, what was his? Did he? Was he directed to, or did he just go? I want to build a tiny camera. No, he wanted to build a tiny camera. And here is the thing that I love: he carved out of a block of wood this shape, this soft rectangular prism with rounded corners, and then he designed a camera to fit inside that shape in the Minox Museum. Okay, which I believe is in Wetzlar now, but I might be wrong about that. The original block of wood. Zap's original block of wood. Oh is my there. gosh. When they did a commemorative edition of the Minox Riga called the Minox AX, right. they also sold reproductions of that wooden block. Okay? So he started with the block and built a camera inside it. This thing is an engineering masterpiece. The original, which is made of stainless steel and is quite heavy, it feels like the finest Swiss watch. And it has a feel that is entirely unlike any other Minox that followed. Okay, I'm going to give you the shutter sound. Isn't that great? That's amazing. Now, I'm going to describe this, guys. This is the push-pull advanced camera that you may have seen in James Bond films. Right. It became tagged as a spy camera because they, you know, because it was so compact, and the film itself was so small, almost like microfilm, that it got sort of connected to spying. Couple little facts about this camera. It looks like no other camera ever made. It doesn't even look like the compact cameras that sort of took inspiration from it, the 110 cameras that came along in the 1970s, okay? It has two dials, flat dials on the top, one for the distance and one for the shutter speed. It has no aperture dial because wow. at this small size, adjustable aperture wouldn't help you. Right. So it has a fixed aperture. This particular one, I believe, as well as the other ones, I believe has a fixed aperture of f3.5. This has shutter speeds from one thousandth of a second down to one second and bulb. It focuses from six inches to infinity. Can we take a second and talk about the bulb feature? I know why. Why? <laughs> I would like to but see it. Yes. They did make a cable release attachment for this and a tripod attachment for this. So you could do that. Oh, I like it then. Yep. Okay. But anyway, 
This one has a stainless steel shell. It is beautiful. It uses cartridge-loaded 8x11 millimeter film. You press down on the back with your fingernail and open it, and the cartridge drops in. The same cartridge was used for the entire life of the Minox from its invention in, I believe, 1938, all the way until the death of the Minox sometime in the 1990s. My Riga is serial number 5540. Okay, it's very, very early. And Riga Minoxes for Minox collectors are the prize. I They're would the say I would else. say that our listeners should actually look this up because I'm looking at the yeah. wooden block right now. Amazing, right? One other thing about this, yeah. look what he did. He built in, this is a 1921 camera. He built in a yellow filter. You slide this little, Oh, wow, look at that. Oh, you gotta post that. Yeah. You slide this and the filter goes on. Built-in yellow filter because black and white film, right? Yep. It is an amazing object. It is a treasure. This is one camera I will never part with. I got this about mm, seven or eight years ago from Citadel Studios, an excellent camera dealer based in Canada. And I love it. It's a beautiful example and extraordinary. Okay, I've spent a lot of time on the Riga because it is the original, original model. Right. Okay. Following on the Riga, there were a series of refinements. The first thing they did was make the shell out of aluminum, okay, which made for a lighter and cheaper camera, okay? It made it much, much easier to carry. They also added a chain, a measuring chain. That's the coolest. You've shown me that, yeah. Yes, with studs on it for the different inch markings. So if you're a spy and you're photographing the secret documents, you can use the chain to measure with. I am going to skip those. I have owned the Minox A and the Minox 3 and the 3S, okay, which are all cameras that are the same size as the Minox Riga, but made of aluminum with various refinements for flash, better lenses. I'm going to skip all those because the, and I want to add one other thing about these original cameras. Okay. That push pull, it advances the film with these early cameras. It advances the film, whether you have taken a shot or not. So if you open the camera and you don't take a shot and then you close it, you've wasted a frame of film. Okay. Okay. On we go. The next model that Minox made was the Minox B. Please note the difference in size. Why the difference in size? It added an onboard but uncoupled exposure meter. Same, same, very, very similar design. Wow. But you push a button to take a meter reading, and then a little needle swings, and you turn the shutter speed dial. Because remember, you can't adjust the aperture, right. only the shutter speed. This is the most popular, the B, the most popular Minox ever made. Wow. The company sold tens of thousands of them. Still insanely small. The leather case is the coolest thing. You have to post that. Yes. They also added this leather case, which is wonderful, okay, which is an ever-ready case that is truly ever-ready, where when you close it, you flip it, and it has a little flap that tucks in, and it just looks like this lovely leather object. So after that came the B. Do you have any further questions before I move on? Yes. It's like, how how did they initially sell? Like, I'm fascinated with people going, oh, my gosh, look at this tiny thing. But it seems like it's so specific to the, you know, the spy world. Yeah. Well, originally, they just saw this as an 
snapshot camera for everybody. Okay, that I did. Okay, know. it was part of the trend to miniaturization. Some of the Minox books I have, and I have every Minox books ever published, show a woman wearing a Minox as an earring okay. or wearing it as a pendant around her neck so that the camera is always on you. I should also mention, Minox did their own film manufacturing, and they sold processing envelopes. So when you bought the film, you would buy an envelope, drop it in the mail, they would send you back your processed film and prints. The other thing, though, is they sold Minox processing tanks, Minox enlargers, all Minox magnifiers. It was an entire system, just like a 35 millimeter system, but teeny tiny, teeny tiny, and everything (laughs) is extremely clever. The designs are so brilliant, like early 20th century to mid-century modern kind of design. I have a Minox developing tank, which I have used. It is brilliant. How big is that? About the size of a drinking glass. Got it. So what you do is, it's a daylight tank. You put the film cartridge at the top, feed the tongue in, and then you spin a spindle, which sucks the film out and puts it on an integral spiral inside. Then you pour the chemicals in and out. So they developed their own daylight developing tank, guys. Like this was a beautiful system. And I'll tell you something else, just to stop for a minute. Rigas are highly collectible. Every other camera in the range, these popular cameras, the Minox A, also known as the 3S, the B, the C, these are very inexpensive cameras. I mean, you typically would not pay more than $150 for any of these. Oh, you're kidding. Now, there Even are special the models. That's so weird. Yeah. The B is really cheap. Wow. You can get Minox Bs for under $100. Yeah, the Riga's is starting at $1,250 or something. That's a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, Riga's are a lot. Okay. Moving on, the next camera up, the Minox C. Notice the upgrade in size, okay? We started with the Riga, then the B got a little bigger, then the C got a little bigger than that. Okay, still a very small camera, maybe about four inches long. Right. Okay? This is the camera that my father had. This is my father's camera right here. Okay? Look how slick that is. Look at how beautiful. Yep. Okay, beautiful chrome finish. By the way, both the B and the C also came in a black finish, which is quite nice. This is the camera that my dad took all the snapshots of us when I was growing up. He always had it on his belt. Look at this beautiful object. Now, what did the C add over the B? Automatic exposure. Automatic exposure. Shutter priority automatic exposure featuring this little light that goes on when you don't have enough light. Look at that. It's kind of glowing like faintly right now. See that? That's when you don't have enough light. Onboard meter. The C also fixed the problem with the film advance. So you can open and close a C as much as you like. It will only advance the film if you have taken a picture. I love the C, and if I were recommending one of these to the neophyte, get a C. You don't have to worry about exposure. Yes, it's a little bigger, but come on, guys. That camera in your pocket takes up no space. That's amazing. It takes up much less space than your cell phone. Yeah. Wonderful camera. I love the C. And for some reason, Cs are almost cheaper than Bs. I don't know why. But anyway, amazing camera. Okay. Then we're going to get into the slightly rarer and later cameras. Okay. Remember when I held up the Minox B? I was tricking you. Uh Uh-oh. This is not a B. This is the very rare Minox BL. Now, a lot of people believe that this is the best Minox ever made. Why? This was 
the Minox B form factor right. with an improved meter. Remember, uncoupled exposure meter, an improved meter, and they fixed the film advance problem. So you have the small size. Right. You have an onboard meter, but you don't have the film advance problem. I was going to sell my BL, but a lot of people said to me, that is a rare and desirable camera. Don't sell it. I love Keep that. It. I bought this, by the way, at the aforementioned Pasadena Camera Show from a guy who was selling a table full of cameras. It was his dad's collection, and his dad had 40 or 50 of them. Wow. And I had never seen a BL in person, nor had I seen the final camera that I'm going to talk about today, the Minox LX. Oh, oh I love that one. Now... The Minox LX is one of the later cameras. It's a little rarer and a little more expensive. Here is the way in which it improves upon the C. This is also an automatic exposure camera. Mine happens to be in black. I believe they also came in chrome. It has a top shutter speed of one two thousandth of a second. And what year did that come Which out? is bananas. I believe this is 19... Let's look it up. Minox LX, 1978. Wow. See, I know nothing. <laughs> 1978. How about that? The most technologically advanced Minox from 1978. Yeah. So about six years after the uh, Minox C, right. which I believe is 72. They also, instead of a little teeny dot of a shutter button, it's a bar of a shutter button that conforms to your finger. So it's a little more ergonomic and it's electronic. So the meter is more reliable. This one is the one I shoot with the most. The it's LX. a little smaller than the C. Yeah, the LX. Yep. I don't, like I said, this is not the camera that I would necessarily recommend to the neophyte because they're a little harder to find and they're a little more expensive. But if you get an LX cheap, oh, do it, man. The LX to me is the technological apex. Now, is that the, the one camera. that you took the picture of me that you posted? Yes. Okay. The one that, that I posted blew me away. The, I was yeah. shocked. I said, how great. I couldn't believe These it. These lenses are insane. Yeah, but you're they're not, so you're looking good. at the camera and go, oh, look at the novelty. You're not expecting it to take great yeah. pictures. Yeah. No, they take really great pictures. Yep. So I love the LX, okay? By the way, it has a proper tripod socket, which is something that they added. You don't need an adapter to use a tripod. It also has a flash attachment. There's an electronic flash and a cube flash and a bulb flash that they made for these cameras. Guys, look at the, just Google the Minox system. It will blow you away how deep this thing goes. It looks amazing. So Blue Moon camera in Portland, for those of us in the USA, is the savior of Minox. They started slitting and selling Minox film. They also do processing and scanning. Okay, so if you now it ain't cheap. Okay, the film is not cheap, and the processing. What are we is looking at cheap. the film? Give us a, like a rough idea. And what's the film that it comes was, with? What like what type what type of film? The the films that you can buy today from Blue Moon are there's a there's a color film which is like probably either fuji or kodak they did a limited run of lomochrome purple which was a lot of fun there's a color film that i believe is 400 speed that they sell and there's a black and white film that is also 400 speed sometimes they sell 100 it really is what the blue mooners feel like selling okay right. the film is typically about 20 bucks a roll yeah to buy and about 20 bucks a roll to process how many exposures uh 36 there you go so regular regular exposures great I love that camera. It's amazing. Yep. It's about, listen, those of us who are into shooting Polaroid, that's about what the cost of Polaroid is, guys. Yep. You know? So I love these cameras. I think they are underpriced right now. 
There are people who get who are hobbyists who get into slitting their own film. Okay, I, I've never done that. That scares me. I'm barely a bulk loader, <laughs> but I love them. I will say one final thing about Minox, and then you can ask me whatever questions you have. Shooting with them is a very different sort of experience, okay, for two principal reasons. One is it is always with you. And until cell phones came along, this is the camera that I would always have on my person. Always. Because you could put it in your pocket, like with your car keys and stuff, and barely notice it's there. Okay? It just, it was never a chore to bring along a Minox, whether you were skiing or going for a hike. You don't, come on. It's just, it is a joke. You barely know you have it. So the ever readiness is such a gift. The other thing is, Shooting with these, you don't shoot landscapes with these things. You find yourself drawn to shooting bold shapes. I'm not explaining this very well. I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. When you have a negative that tiny, you have to think about color contrast. If you're shooting in color, my favorite Minox shot, which I'm looking at right now, is a red clock against a blue sky. It is like a glyph. Yeah, It's a graphic image and when you shoot minox you really get in the habit of looking for those strong graphic images when you are composing it is a beautiful portrait camera by the way some of the first portraits of my baby son were taken with oh, a minox and they are glorious yeah. so portraits are nice it that these lenses render quite well but if shooting anything other than that anything other than something at close range, you are really looking for a graphical statement and it will change the way you shoot, which is this thing we always talk about on this podcast, different tools, different imagery. Right. So any other questions yes. for me? So what are you thinking about, you know, how you'll you'll shoot a 50, you'll shoot a 35, you'll shoot a 28 millimeter lens, you'll shoot all these lenses on your cameras. What would you, what are you thinking when you're shooting that camera? You know, when you're shooting up close to someone, are you thinking, you know, what what's your equivalent lens in your head? I mean, I've never actually done the research. I mean, this lens is a 15 millimeter right, lens. Right, Okay. But of course, it's 8 by 11 millimeter film. Right. To me, it feels like a 40 millimeter. Okay. It is slightly on the wide side. Right. Which is why, by the way, it focuses so close, why it focuses to 8 inches. Not a fisheye, not a 28 or a 35. Right. Okay, but like a solid 40, 42 millimeter. That's really cool. They're amazing. Do we have any Minox shooters out in the audience? If we do, I would be stunned, uh, but we would definitely love to hear from you. Oh, definitely. They're phenomenal. All right. Anything else, Gabe, on this subject no, before we so close cool. out today's episode? No. Okay. Well, <sighs> happy new year. Happy New Year. Year, I'm going to say one other thing before we depart. Yes. No one got in on our shooting challenge. No. (laughs) What happened? No one did. No one shot. No one tagged us and said, here's my portrait for the I Dream of Camera shooting challenge. Then we have to re-challenge. That's what I say. I guess we should re-challenge. So we're going to renew the challenge and see if you do anything. Yes, please, everyone. Please shoot a portrait of a friend, shoot a portrait of a stranger. That's the assignment. Very simple. Yeah. Gabe and I will do it. Yeah. We'll do it before the next episode. Maybe we we can. All right. There we go. Very excited. All right, gang. As always, go to idreamofcameras.com for all your I Dream of Cameras needs. We had a very good merch season. Check it out. 
You can find us on Instagram, I Dream of Cameras. Gabe Sachs is Gabe Sachs on Instagram. I am S. Jeff Greenstein on Instagram because Jeff Greenstein is a tax fraud felon. <laughs> uh, Who do we have to thank, uh, Mr. Sachs? We have those two geniuses to thank. We have Keith Greenstein, who has given us a look. Look at our merch. I mean, that's the proof is yeah. in the pudding. You just have to check it out. It's amazing, and I'm sure he will have more things coming up very soon. For sure. Because he is a gentleman that is filled with ideas. And then uh, definitely uh, Fred. Oh, don't do it to I'm, him. I got it. Yeah, I won't. I want it. Fred <laughs> Corey, who used, to ha- who used to be a Q owner, who is not now. Yes. But mm. uh, uh, Fred is just, I mean, first of all, we, uh, he provided us with a library of stuff to Unreal. use, which is so great. So you'll be hearing some new sound bites in this episode if Jeff surprises us all, which he usually does. And that's it. Very exciting. The great Fred Corey. Thank you, All Fred. right. So welcome back, everybody. Thank you for bearing with us during our unscheduled hiatus. We are back and better than ever. Gabe, walk us out of here. Okay, last thing I have to say is this, okay? Go to a photography meetup. That's all I have to say. You have to go. I recently went to the Beers and Cameras Los Angeles and Beers and Cameras, who we love very much. They had an amazing photo walk in Highland Park. If you haven't been to Highland Park, you need to go there because it is hopping. It is so cool. Great food. A lot of fun. And... uh, Beers and Cameras is the best. So anywhere in the world you are, find a meetup group or start a Beers and Cameras there. Yes, absolutely. Oh, one other thing. This is a PS. I might edit this out. I am performing. Yes. Yes. February 12th at the Ruskin Theater in Santa Monica. I am performing with a number of other and superior writers and intellectuals (laughs) and musicians. I am performing a monologue I wrote. I never do this. I did it once a year ago and swore I would never do it again, but it was fun. So I am doing it again. If you're in Los Angeles, look at my Instagram. Tickets went on sale about three hours ago and they go fast. Uh, And just so you know, if you see paparazzi there, it will be me. There you go. (laughs) All right, gang. See you next time. Go take a ton of pictures and please tag us. We're very excited to see all your portraits and the people you meet on the road. So have a great couple weeks. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 